0: A young woman, people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor, Taylor. Taylor,
1: Swift. Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. 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 Swift.
0: Swift. Ish. What just happened? Welcome back from Alaska. <laughs>
2: yes, thank you, thank you. It's a,
0: it was a fun trip, but it's
2: it's nice to be back in. 90 degree weather
0: rather than 40 so yeah back in 90 degre- degree weather in houston where it feels like it's 110 <laughs> and she came back I love it. she came back just to record a new episode of swiftish podcast yeah <laughs> like, i knew it i so do it must
2: back. be done yeah no i i'm glad you know we took the week off um mm-hmm. on purpose this time yes and uh, it was planned and did a little r&r um But happy to be back, you know, I feel like autumn leaves are about not here, but somewhere are about Mm. to fall into place. So I feel like things must be picking up somewhere in Taylor Swift's brain and, you know, things have to start lining up for the
0: red re-release, but... Well, some Swifties are thinking that things are already lining up now because Taylor did something that you swore, and we can probably find it somewhere in our podcast episode that she would not do. What? Get a TikTok. Oh, yeah. As soon as I saw that Taylor had a TikTok, I remember that conversation we had on the podcast where I was like, when is Taylor going to get a TikTok? And they're like, well, that's not really a Taylor thing to do. Yeah. And she went and got herself a TikTok. She it's, heard that and she was mm-hmm. like, hold my beer. My <laughs> hold my, hold I, my wine cat. Wine with ice. Yeah. <laughs> like, hold my cat, Shelby. So <laughs> speaking of cats, that. <laughs> uh, I think every – she said she's released as of today three TikToks and two released. of them have been about her cats. And yes. on the last one, it was, look at my cat. Look at my cat. Look at my cat. And somebody did the math on a group that I'm a, I'm a no, part of. No, there was no math. Stop it. No, I know. And they they said they're calling it now, and I can't remember the exact like dates. It, it, it must have been nine plus five. Is nine plus five thirteen? No, it was something. How many times she said, "Look at my cats"? Added, Divided by uh, how many
2: times she blinked, or
0: yeah, something like that was was nine Stop thirteen. It. So, like, the date came out to be 9-13. So, everyone, so this person is calling that Taylor's going to drop something on September 13th, you guys. I don't yeah. know. Wow, that's amazing. That
2: Honestly, I feel like at this point, subliminally or not, Swifty's goal is to just throw out any mm-hmm. possibility mm-hmm. just to see if one thing sticks. It's a it's a numbers game for oh, yeah. for predictors at this point. I really... Uh, i i know taylor Swift loves her easter eggs whatever sure but she is not she's not doing that i just refuse to believe it and i know (laughs) i'm saying this on the cusp of being wrong about her being on tiktok but that is just that is
0: bonkers logic to me like Mm -hmm. honestly Mm -hmm. i just i thought you'd like that i Ah! (laughs) i had to say something about it like i i didn't i didn't I looked at her TikTok but I didn't count anything and I was like waiting for someone to say something about And it wasn't
2: her audio. It was like a it's like a trending audio from someone else. Like that's not Taylor's voice.
0: It kind of sounds like her voice. I'm I not trending, know. but it sounds like her voice.
2: It does. But you
0: can tell it's not her voice. Either one, she in my mind when I first looked at it, she'd either re recorded it and she was mouthing over it because mm. when she says, Look at my cat, mm. it's like look isn't lined up with, yeah, yeah. with that. So, like, I knew something was off and I was like, I don't know what happened, but it sounds like Taylor so much. Yeah. Maybe she did, like,
2: I guess you can do it because the audio at the bottom is not her, which is why mm-hmm. why I said what I said. But maybe she did, like, you know, because you can change the level and you can do voiceover and whatever. Mm-hmm. So, it could technically be her. I don't know. It, I don't know either. This is This is the thing I feel about Taylor on TikTok is it's weird, right? Like, mm-hmm. it does. It sets off alarm bells. Like, when she first announced it, it was kind of like. It was random timing. It was about a year and a half too late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Why did it come out? Taylor Nation posted it first. Like that's how I found it.
0: Mm-hmm. Was it about something? August, it was I like, think.
2: oh, it maybe. might might have been
0: like August slipped away. Or no,
2: no, no. It was the Red pre-save oh, announcement. Okay. She was like pre-save Red on all your streaming sites, and you can pre-order the I vinyl have- now. And so that same day is when she got on TikTok and she did the first video. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
0: you guys, I am on TikTok looking at Taylor Swift TikTok right now. And that was not Taylor <laughs> She's Swift. Like, I'm done with this.
2: <laughs> but yeah, so she did like her al- album eras yeah. through the last few years. She did. Um and then her second one was just her holding her cats. I really do feel like she's trying to assert her space there at to be a totally whatever she wants mm-hmm, sort of thing, mm-hmm. and not, not an Easter egg yeah. place. Like I feel like it's more Tumblr vibes for her, like somewhere where she can connect, connect with fans on her, on her terms.
0: Mm-hmm. Lance didn't get her second TikTok. He was like, "It doesn't make any sense." I'm like, "It makes sense." He's like, "No, it doesn't." I was like, "I'm sort of with Lance." Well, like, and I, I was like, "Well," he's like, "He's like he, She walks in with two cats and then walks out with one cat, or she walks yeah. in with one cat, walks out with two cats. He's like, "I don't get it." I'm like, "Well, yeah. she's trying to say, she 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 is a, has two cats. She is officially a cat lady, and then she walks out with a third one." I was like, "It makes sense if you know Taylor. If you're a big <laughs> Swifty you get it and I, I like, feel she like she could have made but she, she could have made
2: an effort you know she she tried carrying like six grammys once so she could try holding three
0: cats and, and you know cats always land on their paws so <laughs> yeah yeah it's no big feet. deal she should have done it. I mean it would have made a lot because I was confused I couldn't tell them apart at first like I was like wait I thought she brought she has three cats I yeah. thought she brought the same cat out twice with like Olivia yeah. on the side and I was like what is going on but I got what she was trying to do yeah but it seems like
2: she could have been like hurting them on the ground or something like something could have been done to make it clear that there were three cats in the same room. I mean, maybe but I think she's admitted that they have personality issues. And maybe so maybe some out. of them don't get along. I was
0: just thinking that because I was, I mean, I have no energy to do TikTok right now or anything, but I was like, oh, I should do this with my corgis because yes. I, have, I have three corgis now. And first of yeah. all, they're too big for me to hold all three of them. But if I do try, <laughs> two of them are going to fight each other. And that will not be happy. So uh, maybe like, (laughs) maybe who, maybe Olivia and Benjamin don't get along or Benjamin and Meredith don't get along. Yeah, I think that's the, I think
2: Olivia, or no, it's Meredith. Meredith is the old one who's like Mm -hmm. crotchety, right? Who she Mm -hmm. said has sort of a difficult personality. Yeah. And so. so maybe, I
0: think that was the first cat she was holding. So maybe they just don't like each other. <laughs> I mean, I get it. You know, personality is territorial. My dogs do the same thing. Yeah. You know, they're person- It, it would have made
2: them. for a great video, though, if they all started going for each
0: other's throats. <laughs>
2: just cut to block. Maybe I should do that yeah. with my dogs. They'll, yeah. they'll kill each other if they will. Yeah. Did people find Easter eggs for that one? Not know? that I saw
0: no. Not that I saw Because that's-
2: it seems like she's just trying, you know, they're a little like rough around the edges, IMHO. They're not like the most not polished. With like spoons Witherspoons.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, she, <laughs> yeah. She has like a production crew with her when she's doing everything, perfect lighting.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I think Taylor's just having fun mm-hmm. in a new world that, you know, like, yeah, it's a year and a half too late. Like you said, like we all got on during COVID and we we're like, we're the old ones on the app. And so yeah. now she's trying to figure it out for her own sensibilities. But it doesn't seem like, she'd bother and again she's never show me a time where she has done something like that like that's something that requires division and multiplication and like oh what does this mean and like amounts of blinks and like size in a video like show me one time where that guess has been correct
0: okay people go out find that if anyone the <laughs> first person to find that can be a guest on our podcast you get a cookie yeah come on talk talk to us for 10 minutes on how yeah. you found this <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah so i mean yeah i don't know yeah i
0: I. I yeah it's i it, don't know it's interesting i mean i i guess last summer she was writing an album or two yeah. so she didn't have time to be on tiktok so now yeah. she's taking her time because she's only re-recording red so she has time <laughs> to do a little more tiktok a little bit and more. hopefully get better <laughs> yeah hope, hopefully get a little bit better i mean she's better than i am so i can't really give her <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, you're too hard on yourself. Okay? I don't do it enough. I'm like, Ooh. You- <laughs> I also think um,
2: it's interesting. Someone pointed out that her profile picture is her in the bear costume yeah. again. And that's sort of more of a question mark for me is like, what does this mean? What does mm-hmm. it signify? Does mm-hmm. she just think it's a funny picture? Are we missing something there? Like, what is the purpose of that? Cause that came out, I guess not a total year ago because it was in between. Folklore and was it like Evermore? November? I think it was in the yeah. fall. Yeah. So it's like, uh what's that about? I know. I want on. someone to figure that out. Creepy hmm.
0: bear outfit. <laughs> yeah, because she's all. I think all of her photos line up on social media. It's the same photo, except for yeah. her TikTok. Maybe she'd be like, "This is a different place." Yeah, but she's I like, "This not. is the cool, the cool Edgy Taylor." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been having I've had like two weird dreams about Taylor in the past oh, I want to say week and a half. The first one was that I was at some kind of, it was like a Taylor, you know, Taylor Nation does all those, all those. Uh, I don't know. There was like stand in line and see if you can get mm. free tickets to, mm. yeah. to this. I was in one of those. And for some reason I was in this, like Lance's dad gave me for Christmas a long time, a big Moo Moo t-shirt. And I it all oh, the yeah. time. It's not sexy. It's like just a big like <laughs> nightgown. It's like think um, Peter Pan nightgown like that, and it's super comfy. And for some reason, I was camping out the day of a a concert in that moo. no bra <laughs> on, like not like <laughs> an, it, nothing, nothing flattering, no makeup, no hair, just like what I go to bed in, with like a that oversized t shirt down to my, like my my ankles, you know. And That's for some dream. reason, I had like I had to go chase a baby to catch it because it was like i don't know it was trees baby and so i was holding it and then taylor was like oh you want to get ready for the concert that's tonight and she told me to go into like a stadium and take a shower in like the men's locker room where all the other football <laughs> players were taking a shower and it was like the strangest thing and the whole time i was like i need a bra i need a bra how am i g-? like maybe i'll actually like i talked to taylor but it wasn't like a get a picture i was like i need a picture with taylor i need a picture with taylor it was a really strange dream and I woke up, like, being like, oh, my gosh, if I ever – because my, my my fear is if I ever see Taylor, it's going to be on a day where, you know, I'm in Utah visiting my family with no makeup on. And she's like, you want a photo? And I look like, <laughs> you know, I look terrible. Like you the, look the like your beautiful keeper. self. No. And, and then my other dream was last night, and maybe this was an Easter egg. She, um, I was up in the record store buying a CD, and she came up, and she – like, she was – giving them her new album and it was an album and it was lover and friends and her and all the people who she was who was gonna be at the lover concert had like recorded songs together and made this big like <laughs> lover and friend songs album and it was really cool and I was like oh my gosh this is awesome and then she was trying to play it over the loudspeaker but it wasn't loud enough so she was trying to go somewhere else to play it and I was like gosh, chasing so her the whole time being like Hi, Taylor. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm dreaming about Taylor. That's amazing. So much. I think we've all had those dreams. I know. But like I have vivid dreams, right? I wake up I'm like, was that real? Oh my (laughs) gosh.
2: I once had a dream I was part of her. Her like posse. Well, it wasn't that I was part of it, but I like ran into them somehow, Mm -hmm. and I naturally I was like I have to play it cool so that they like invite me along, Mm -hmm. and so I somehow like managed to squirrel out this invitation to hang out with Gigi Hadid and like Taylor and the gang. I can see being started opening up with started opening up about something and I was like I
0: can't fangirl I have to just be chill <laughs> <laughs> like I am a friend I'm not a fan yeah, I, was I like, can, don't even mention it <laughs> you, I could see you fitting in with like Taylor's friend group <laughs> I can definitely see you I don't think I would I I would just be like a fan <laughs> freaking out but you would you definitely would
2: No, I mean I had the chance and I did not pull it off. So,
0: you know, clearly (laughs) I don't. Talking about your dream, are you talking about when you met Taylor? When I met Taylor, IRL, you know, in my dream I
2: pulled it off. In my dream, yeah, we hung out, it was chill.
0: But when you met in real, that when you met her in real life, that was totally different because you're with all these other fans. (laughs) Because if you were okay, if you were actually hanging out with Taylor Swift and like two or three of her friends yeah to her her close friends aren't going to be like trying to like move you aside and be like right next to her. You were competing right. with eighty nine other people who are trying to like be in her face, and you were you were more chill about it than all of them, yeah, yeah
2: yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I'll continue to live in my delusion. I'll, I'll make sure
2: I, f- I feed my dreams that that, <laughs> that vote of approval. <laughs> um, I also saw that this last weekend she was seen leaving an L.A. studio around the same time as Rihanna. Mm. So this is... Red? What, no, this is what you came for. Oh. Has entered the chat. That's 1989. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, it's sort of an interesting... It's like... Or reputation? Do I think that... Do I think they're doing that? I don't know, because I'm sure Calvin Harris has some sort of voting approval rights, right? Because he is the co-writer and producer... So I'd be curious how that conversation went, if it's one they had. I would love that. I think, you know, you got to see that song live at yeah. the Houston show. Yeah. And I I walked down the aisle to that song, and I love
0: it. And I think it's such a <laughs> funny story of how it was created. It, it really is. And now to know the whole, like, backstory and how maybe oh, yeah. that was the catalyst yeah. that broke the camel's back, like, I love it. It's great. It's great. You know, what's also interesting is, you know – taylor really didn't get any much a lot of credit on that song um and people think they can kind of hear her singing in the background is that right like yeah yes so kind of on the same note kind of not on the same note birch came out this week oh yes yes i didn't and, even
2: think to put that in my notes
0: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't put it in your notes no. <laughs> you guys, this this shows you how much of an impact this song plays on on Shelby and oh maybe God, me even me cuz we were texting yesterday cuz you know the week gets ahead of you and we're like, okay, what song are we going to do? I was like, "Do you want to do Birch?" and she was like, "Have you listened to it?" I don't think I've listened to it. And I was like, "No, I, I haven't listened to it." And then you told me, what did you tell me when you for- cuz you did listen to it, you forgot. It's <laughs> like, "Oh, wait, yeah. This is like a Taylor
2: feature but featuring herself." Yeah. Um, she's barely on an IMHO. I, yeah. I really only listened to it once and I honestly do not remember it, but mm-hmm. I remember being like, oh, she's not really singing on this. She's like mm-hmm. backup.
0: Yeah. And that's how I was, I, I was like, okay, well, if she's backup, let's not do it. But I listened to it for today because we're, you guys, we are not, we're not talking about it today. Yeah, are yeah, not, yeah. it's not, it's but, not the feature song. Yeah. It's not, it's not our segue into song of the week at all, but I listened to it and I kind of just started zoning out because like mm-hmm. she is in the background. Maybe we should pay attention to lyrics because she wrote them. But it's very interesting that she's very much is not featured. She's, she's done what other people have done to her, what she's done to other female in her, her songs. I was, it was surprising yeah. that she wasn't like, she didn't have a chorus. She didn't have a verb. was just <laughs> backup vocals.
2: Yeah, I haven't dug into it. I didn't even like read the lyrics or what it's about. I didn't read reviews or how people mm-hmm. feel about it. I saw some tweets that were like someone please explain birch to me or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe it is one of their more um metaphysical like explorations. Yeah. I don't I honestly don't know. I can have no opinion about it because I do not remember anything. About that song,
0: <laughs> and that is why we are not covering it this week. <laughs> <At> yeah, <all. laughs>
2: yeah. Maybe someone can slide into our DMs, send us an email, let us know what we're missing mm. with Birch. Um, you know, I'm happy for her collaborative mm. spirit with Aaron. I'm, I, I, like what they do together. I think they mm. they work well together. They have a chemistry there that brings out the best in both of them. Um, I just can experience that on almost every other track they've touched better than what they did on Birch. And, um, and I'm now, okay with
0: that. <laughs> do you think if she was actually singing more of like a focal, a she's like more of a general verse, do you think you would have paid right. attention to it more?
2: I mean, I guess arguably, yes, mm-hmm. but I also wasn't wowed by, um, the production, the lyrics. Wait, the... what's the other
0: song they did together? Oh, my goodness. The big red machine. Oh, gosh. You guys, we are the worst people. Okay,
2: um, is can you get your shit together so I can love you? Renegade. Time. Yes. There we go. <laughs> did I just remind you or Got did you, you Google it?
0: <laughs> um, no, I didn't Google it. How are we going to love in shit time together.
2: Like, time like this? Time. Oh, so typical time. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, it's just not my, you know, there's a reason okay. I'm a Taylor Swift stan. Uh, and it's usually for, like, the more straightforward pop, like, pop-adjacent, like, storytelling clearness that comes with the Taylor Swift album that I just haven't identified on the more experimented, experimental Big Red Machine.
0: And that's okay. You want to know what? Like, I'm sure maybe people who don't like Taylor Swift heard either of these songs and really, really liked him because they're big, yeah. huge, big red machine fans or they like more of that indie indie songs that like yeah. you don't like. I like some indie songs. Yeah, I like yeah. more like I like more I, like calamitous and like, yeah, you know. like things that like just I can like really sway to and get a little like a little pop in. Even though it's yeah. It's indie, but... So.
2: something, yeah, just like... We slept uh, on that, you guys. There's something insurmountable about Big Red Machine for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But
1: mm-hmm. um, before we get into all that, let's take a moment, spare a minute for our new sponsor. Um, I don't know about you, but I absolutely love painting my nails. And yet I'm so terribly bad at it, um, whether it's the paint chipping getting old, gunky, not going on smooth, or the fact that I have an unsteady hand that means messy nail beds and smudges all day, every day. It was a vicious cycle. And then suddenly I discovered Olive and June. Their Manny system is the answer to Salon Perfect Nails, all from the comfort of your own home. This polish lasts seven plus days, chip free. And... With their Manny system, each at-home manicure comes to just about $2 a pop, which compared to the $40 I was spending (laughs) on a gel manicure at the salon, this is the gift that keeps on giving. So if you like painting your nails, if you're bad at painting your nails, if you're even curious about painting your nails, then Olive and June is the perfect system to check out. It comes with all the tools you need in one box, from a file to a buffer to a detail brush and a magic polish remover pot. Um... It's a dream come true. Plus, you get six polishes with each kit. You get to customize which colors, choose from their curated selection. Plus, they have a patented brush handle called the Poppy that makes it easy to paint with both of your hands. So treat yourself. Take that at-home self-care moment. And just for our favorite listeners, we're giving you 20% off your first Manny system when you use the promo code Swiftish. Go to oliveandjune.com, pick your Manny kit and colors, and use Swiftish for 20% off. We're done with expensive manicures. That is so 2020. So head on over to Olive in June and see what the hype is about because we promise that you'll love it. But I'm excited to get into this song. Um, We did go to our
2: uh, shuffle. um, We did. Hat pulling. Um, We're getting through a lot of the songs, you know, I have to say. We're basically down to a lot of um, Evermore. But one of the folklore stragglers came up and said, it's my time, and that's the lakes, which is the – or no, we have one more folklore
0: track too. What is it? Do you know? Hoax. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Hoax was the one where we – when was it? it? It must have been – It. It, we, it was when we had taken a break for some reason – Oh, it was right before you want know, it was right before Evermore came out. and mm-hmm. we were trying to decide, do we go to Evermore? Or do we continue on to like folklore, folklore, do we continue this? Do we continue this? And it was hoax was next. And yeah. we were kind of like, let's let's just do the shuffle. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, so oh. one day, hoax yes. will make its appearance. But yeah.
2: today, instead, we get Taylor's autobiographical
0: bonus track from folklore, which is mm-hmm. the lakes mm-hmm. bonus. It's, and it's really, it's it, a lot of her bonus tracks. Like we have talked in the past, excluding one of them, which I can't remember. It's very personal. And I feel like this one really yeah. is more personal. And she, she takes a dig at the past, which, you know, we love uh, a salty Taylor a lot, Yeah, <laughs> but I am reading this week. Uh, I, it kind of feels like I should have read London boy last week because it's more like, <laughs> A little like a loop and this one's more poetic and you do oh you good. just want to get
2: right into the lyrics huh
0: yeah well you're no, ready we to just dive into those pools <laughs> no i'm anxious over reading them tell me the reviews tell me everything i'm just anxious <laughs> about reading you guys i mean can i say allergies <laughs> you'll do great Or you great. great yeah okay. yeah okay. one of those will be good they're both in him so it doesn't matter <laughs> how, um how was it received by the public or what were well, your thoughts i mean, for
2: me personally or for the uh, critics out there? Um, so this song came out after Folklore had some breathing room. It was it was announced with the track list, but it wouldn't be available until the physical CDs, which came out, I think, like a couple weeks after the album dropped. Um, so people were sort of curious about what this would be. Um, lots of theories about it. I... Uh, I don't, I liked it, but I was sort of like weirded out by parts of it. Um, It felt like beautiful, but then sometimes it felt like a little try hard. And so I was kind of like torn about try how home. I feel about the whole package. Just like the big words and like the, mm-hmm. the like references to the the poets and just like, I don't know. It just mm-hmm. like the, the, the parallels of this like you know using her biggest words she possibly can but then also referencing like tweets it just felt kind of like dis <laughs> disjointed and kind of discombobulating to yeah. like listen because i'd be like taken out of the romanticism of it with these like oh you're not here to tweet it like that sort of thing mm-hmm. and isn't there oh cell phones is yeah. like mentioned too so there were phones. moments where it was just like Wait, yeah. <laughs> What's happening?
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe that. Maybe she did it on purpose because here she is trying to leave. Yeah, you know that behind. Did you like the lakes though? So to be completely honest, with when I listened to the lakes and the timing of it, so it was on the CDs. Yeah, and I didn't have a CD player, and I think she released it when I don't know when we got it when it was actually on Apple Music, but it, it took it yeah. took a while to be on Apple Music. It took a while. So so I like I didn't listen to it even when it was re- when they were released on Apple Music I hadn't listened to it to the um, the two songs so it took a while and I like I mean I like the lakes it's not a song that I'm gonna like listen to over and over again but there were like you said a lot of large words and so like you know like elegies and all these I don't know prose there's so many other words that I'm like okay <laughs> what do I what what does auroras and sad prose mean she put yeah, it on yeah. a freaking. A t-shirt or a sweatshirt. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. I'm not gonna buy that. And I could look it up, but of course, I was like, I'm just gonna wait till we dive into this with Shelby, and she can tell me what what it means. Like it it was, it was, it was good. It was fine. It definitely yeah, yeah. Is a bonus track for a reason, right? Oh shoot! Un- unlike Wonderland, which should not been a bonus <laughs> track, but that's just my my opinion. It was good. Yeah. It just it just wasn't. You know, I wasn't sad that I waited a long time to listen right, to it. Right, right. Which kind of like take my swifty card away. I'm sorry.
2: I know, but I I feel you. But a lot of critics really liked this. I don't know what mm-hmm. if they were just like you know drinking the Kool Aid at that point because everyone was just hyped on new music from Taylor and the surprise element mm-hmm. and the new the new path she'd gone down. But. um Rolling Stone called it a must hear. Vulture said it's appropriately melodramatic. NME <laughs> <Like> said me. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. They praised the song as poetic, more poetic and romantic than any song on the standard, like the real the mm. folklore album. Um, uh, Billboard said it was delightful. Um, USA Today called it a serenade, um, and and Glamour thought it was a melancholic love letter mm. um and so there was a lot of like love for this it was well oh, yeah. received it didn't chart necessarily it was like on a couple of weird random things like i don't even know <laughs> but it wasn't on the billboard hot 100 um you know it hasn't had really a life outside of the long pond studio sessions where she mm-hmm. did record a live version of it which is lovely mm-hmm. um but all in all, it's just a song that exists that I I rarely think of. Um, but I'm not mad when it comes up.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely not mad. And it like people kind of like how there's the Easter egg with with the, with the other song where she talks about how the waitress, you know, right, told her she looked like an American, you know singer the american one, yeah. singer you know and she was on the lake celebrating her three-year anniversary so a lot of people like were excited because all oh, the lakes and it was mentioned in here and there was a lot of like build up to listen yeah. to this song so taylor yeah. definitely did her her easter egg yeah. right right there
2: well and a lot of people after hearing this were like omg Taylor's retiring, OMG this is the last you're going to hear from Taylor and then she's like writing a whole other album in the meantime so uh, hopefully that's a lesson that um, and I think that's basically what the song is about IMHO is that she wants to write, she wants to create um, you can't talk about the lakes, the song without talking about the romantic period she's so obviously referencing um, Mm -hmm. with the poets who started the capital R romantic movement um, such as Wordsworth who gets in name drop here and other English poets at the time who found their voices and their space in the English countryside in the Lake District um Mm -hmm. and made a whole movement that basically you know percolated down to where Taylor Allison Swift is writing songs about you know her own romantic journeys and this this sensual sitting in your feelings and expressing yourself with metaphor and um you know, the the artistry of matching your experiences to the natural world and all of this. And so I think she knows, like she did her homework and she knows what she's attempting to mimic and kind of honor. And I think it does make it interesting to talk about this song and how it feels very much like a Taylor track, but also in a lot of ways, it divide, like goes down a different path than some other mm-hmm. music she's done. And so... I'm curious to get into it. <laughs>
0: wow. Well, let's get into it. I'm reading. Hopefully I can get through you got this. stuttering and I can pronounce <laughs> all of the words right. Okay. <laughs> so we will go into verse one. Is it romantic how all my allergies eulogize me? I'm not cut out for all these cynical clones, these hunters with cell phones. There you go. And Good th- job. Thank you. And this is basically what you were talking about, how like she puts you into Good this world with these big words allergies usual eulogize me you know cynical clones and then she ends that verse with these hunters with cell phones so it's kind (laughs) of like she rhymed eulogize me with cell phones you know so i kind of see where you're getting and i definitely had to pull out a a dictionary to know what algae is algae so what what, what is she talking about in this verse
2: Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, I honestly really like this opening line. I like this, (laughs) is it romantic how all my elegies eulogize me? An elegy Mm -hmm. is like a romantic poem composed about a person, like to memorialize a person. And a eulogy is really tied to funerals, um, memorials, this idea that you're writing a tribute to a person. So almost synonymous except that one is kind of – romanticizing something and one is remembering someone and so I think in the in this question Taylor's asking she's wondering if her songs about her exes about her tragic love stories are how she's going to be remembered forever like will she be defined by this long list of ex-lovers and is that something she wants to be romantic remembered for like is that romantic is that is that good is that bad is that worthy of her work and her life? And I think that's Mm -hmm. interesting because, you know, when, when people criticize Taylor, they're like, all she does is write about boys. All she does is write about breakups. Mm -hmm. Um, When they celebrate her, they cite all too well. They talk about um, her songwriting honesty and dear John or the romantic sensibilities of something like enchanted, like, It's hard to separate Taylor Swift from her own personal romantic failures,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting too because that's how she kind of became a household name was through Mm -hmm. these, these elegies that she was writing on her, her past loves and her experiences and her hopes and her dreams. And then she, I think, I wonder if she was just like, when it came to a point of COVID and she can write what she wanted to write and nothing was really like, she's like, I'm in a new record label. I wrote Mm -hmm. Lover. That's all about a boy. I want to write. I want to flex. I want to reach out to Aaron Dessner. I want to work with different Mm -hmm. people. I wonder if she was thinking about this and like – which, of course, we get this thing like like going forward, is she hoping to kind of rewrite her eulogy? Mm -hmm. Like is she going to start not focusing – maybe she will because she's going to be in a relationship. But like how will we remember Taylor Swift in yeah. 50 years will we remember her solely as a girl who wrote songs about breakups or will we remember taylor swift as this a writer who could really just transcend from genre to genre to genre mm-hmm. so it's, it's interesting because right now people still think of her as that the breakup songs because she's had two right. albums who the breakup or the love two albums that are a little bit different so i yeah. i'm interesting to see where she goes with her career what she's going to do like this I don't know. I haven't thought about this until you you we talked about this. This first two lines you just like breaking <laughs> yeah. break o- over everything, and yeah. then she goes into these hunters with cell phones, and it's just kind of like <laughs> makes you think a lot. And then it's like, oh, Kanye, him, <laughs> paparazzi, her obsessed fans. You know, like it's just <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. And I think it's did. an interesting dichotomy. Like there's
2: there's this romanticism to the instrumentation and the um, production of this song. But then it's rooted in these like real life for Taylor Swift experiences, which is this idea of being, you know, stalked by fans, haters, the likes who are all tracking her, you know, everyone's obsessing over getting a picture and their dreams, like where she is. Yeah. (laughs) And I think it's interesting that she's, she is facing that, but meanwhile, she's thinking about like her legacy and like she's thinking about why she's making art. She's thinking about what she wants from life. And so it is important that she sort of is straddling these two lines where she thinks of herself as like the artiste, but then the world sees her as this celebrity who owes them details about her personal life and and really no privacy in X, y, and Z. Mm -hmm. and I think it's sort of like that battle is interesting because it's something Taylor's faced through a lot of her music and a lot of her life as a celebrity like this whole I'm not cut out for all these cynical clones it's like she played the game for a long time right like she could have fooled us like you know she she had she had the the popular friends the cool girls the she was hanging out she was doing the talk show she was making her little quippy remarks about like joe jones dumping her and doing her funny snl monologues where she's name dropping like she's been playing the game and feeding into this idea of needing to be a celebrity and not just a writer Mm -hmm. and so i think it's it's telling that at this point in her career as she's you know as we know sitting at the lakes wondering what it's all for if she's contending with is it all worth it at this point? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think we know from her experience, especially in the Miss Americana documentary where she said that getting canceled was such a drastic change in her life. Like the whole 2016 Taylor Swift's over party that she said, like, I realized I needed to restructure my life because it felt completely out of control. And so that was a reset moment for her and a recalibration where she was like, Whoa, I've been literally hunted, like I've been (laughs) killed off, I've been canceled by these people who I thought were everything that mattered to me in this environment and this culture and this um, industry that I thought was everything to me. And now she's like, well, wait, let's revisit this.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's the song kind of reminds me a lot of why she disappeared. Mm -hmm. Um, It gives you a little bit more insight maybe into... Like, you know, she obviously rose up from the dead and a lot of people after the song, they're like, oh my gosh, like you said, Taylor's going to stop writing musical music. Like Taylor's, Taylor's disappearing. Yeah. She's retiring. But it's just another insight into her mindset around that time and maybe how her mindset is right now too. Things, yeah, she values things differently. It's not, she doesn't want to be the most popular kid in the school, you know, pleasing everybody. She just kind of wants right. to. Be off with her muse, doing what she loves most. Yes, yes. Let's get into that verse. Okay, so the chorus. Take me to the lakes where all the poets want to die. I don't belong in my beloved, neither do you. Those Windmire peaks look like a perfect place to cry. I'm setting off, but not without my muse. Cute. Yeah. Um. Her muse.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, uh, you know, like like the lakes. It's this lake district in England. It's beautiful. Um yeah, it's gorgeous. It's wonderful. Um, I think she. it's interesting how she points out um, where all the poets went to die, this idea of these great men who really just like wrote their poems and, <laughs> and didn't do much else with their lives. Um, and I think it's interesting she's romanticizing that, but not to the degree where she's like, well, I want to go and disappear. I want to just like go and you know, die off, fade into nothingness. She's like, I know I don't belong in this public space anymore. I know I don't belong in this like loud, celebrity-driven world. But those Windermere peaks look like a, a nice place to go and heal, like to cry, to to feel and to hopefully um heal. Where she's it's almost like this exit where she's like, I need out. But I don't want to give it all up, and so she's like, "I'm setting off, but I need to bring my muse because I'm not done creating. I'm not done writing. I want to, I want to feel again and Mm -hmm. to find that wholeness somewhere else." Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I like that, and it's um, the lakes is, is like voted like the most like think the number one most romantic place in the UK to go to, and I love how you tie together that like. She's really not going to die or she's really not going to retire because what's the point of bringing your muse with you? Like you still want to create, but you want to create in a safe place because you don't want to be hunted by cell phones. You don't want to have to like look around your your shoulder every single time to see if someone's like taking pictures of you or writing like gossip columns. Like mm-hmm. you want to you want to contribute to society, but not what you've yeah, been, <laughs> in, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean, that's like what's interesting about her career is like from 1989 on, she's been really focused on like, hey guys, I'm a writer. Like, here's my, here's the behind the scenes of my writing process. Let me talk about how I wrote this song. Here's like a whole video series about me writing reputation. Like, Mm I'm not talking to the press, but here's like background on on how I work. And I think that's something she's been really focused on bringing attention to because she's like, uh, I can't do this like glitz and glamour anymore. I really don't care about anything else, but I can't give this up because I love the writing part. I love the creating. And I think that's what's so interesting about the I don't belong line is that she doesn't, but she also still wants to, sh- she can't give up. Her contribution. She can't. She can't imagine a world where she's not, you know, writing where she doesn't have this mm-hmm. muse who helps her and inspires her to create.
0: Mm-hmm. I also like that. Like she, she name drops all these poets and like back in these mm-hmm. days, poets' muses they were women, and and then it's kind of like tables turned right here. It's like yes. her muse is a man. <laughs> like it's it's a. Am- um, I love how she just kind of like flips it. Like it's a new day, yeah. new age. She's the one who's. Who's bringing the work in and yes. you know, being inspired by a man, and giving the society yeah. what we need? <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly, and I think it's interesting that it's like these poets, like William Wordsworth and Coleridge and Southney, like um, there are all these like famous Romantic poets who were just like paid by various um, benefactors to just sit there and create, mm-hmm. and you know their muse was the was the lakes it was nature it was a lot of this like world and and the beauty of it and mm-hmm. kind of in looking at what what inspires awe and all this sort of stuff and so it's interesting that taylor's like i would love to go do that but also i'm not totally just inspired by the land like i still need my man with me you know like, like, I, like I i'm mm. feeling some feelings here <laughs> like come on
0: let's do this like i don't want to be alone if you know what i mean I'm not gonna be celibate no, no, yeah, no. <laughs> gonna worship at that altar. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then we can go into verse two. What should be overburied, burrowed under my skin and heart-stopping waves of hurt? I've come too far to watch some name-dropping sleaze. Tell me what my words worth. What? <laughs> what are my words worth? Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah 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 it's a
2: clever wordplay um referencing williams wordsworth Mm -hmm. who's the most famous romantic poet ever i think it's sort of um it's sort of a weird verse like i i feel for her and i think it's always interesting to watch taylor swift contend with her who she wishes she was versus who she actually is which is the person who's always singing like oh shake it off and like you'll always be mean, but like, look at me, I'm over it. Like, I forgot that you existed. Like all this idea that she's like, I'm good. I I know how to let it go, but she clearly has never been able to let things go. And Mm -hmm. I love when she admits that. And she's like, it's like, it should have been over, but it's just like burrowed under my skin and I cannot shake it. And I'm still hurt by it. And I Mm -hmm. think that honesty and that fragility is sometimes more valuable than some like self-love like yeah i'm a queen anthem you know like mm-hmm. <laughs> i think this is a more realistic understanding of how we contend with trauma in our lives
0: mm-hmm. yeah and it's like it's interesting because she's like saying something so deep but then she's like name dropping sleet it's like where are these like <laughs> Beautiful, full words and metaphors coming from, like you said, like that play on Wordsworth, and you know, yeah. heart stopping waves of, of her, and then name dropping sleeves. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. like, like you said, she can't yeah. really get out of that. Like, yes, she's, it's she, like within this whole song, she, like you said, she's battling just in the song in her life, she's battling against herself and what she wants to be in yeah. here this is verse alone is like beautiful beautiful name dropping fleas. like <laughs> i know
2: she can't help herself mm-hmm. which i do think as you listen to it, as you read it is kind of the point like it's intentional she's she's still trying she sings like please take me to the lakes please i want to set off please mm-hmm. this is my list of what i hope happens here but she's still in the thick of it like she's still like I'm I'm irritated by these hunters I'm mad about these cell phones I'm sick of this name dropping sleaze who's like making me angry all the time and I think there's something realistic about like working through that in real time Mm -hmm. when you want to be this like you've evolved you're you're above it all you're you know, you're able to just, like, enjoy the scenery. But no, that man <laughs> is still there, and he's still in the news, and you're still contending with what he's brought into your life. And mm-hmm. it's, like, that's an interesting image to kind of force in there. And, like, you do have that sort of, like, ugliness in something that's meant to be so beautiful, which is
0: which is real life. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, let's get into the bridge. You might have to help me. Okay. Okay. Um, pronouns one yes, word then you i'm looking i'm like okay the bridge i want auroras and sad sad pros i want to watch risteria grow right over my bare feet because i haven't moved in years and i want you right there a red rose grew up out of frozen of ice frozen ground with no one around to tweet it while i bathe <laughs> in cliffside pools with my calum, calum, calamitous calamitous love and insurmountable grief there you there go. she is. Talking about tweeting and... Yeah. <laughs> growing right over her barefoot.
2: Yeah. I think this tweet. is the sort of... Yeah. It sort of like took me out of it. And I can respect like... I don't know. it It feels kind of cheesy because it's like, well, honestly, if you talk about like, you know, you have that meme of like your instagram self your facebook self your twitter self your tumblr self or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like when you think of twitter you're not thinking of people tweeting red roses like these beautiful images just instagram yeah. It's like yeah it's, it's like, like tumblr come on yeah it's like that's me nitpicking but it's sort of
0: like why it's hard for me to like stomach i like, guess just kind of weird to rhyme with bare feet because yeah. then she goes into with no one to tweet it. Tweet and feet. Oh, <laughs> those rhyme. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah,
2: I I'm not sure. Like I I can see that what she's saying is she's, it, it, you know, the music kind of changes. It kind of swells. There's this earnestness to her voice that she's like, oh, I want this. I want, I want these beautiful vistas of, of the universe. You know, these auroras, this mm-hmm. staring at the night sky and seeing something so transcendent. I want sad prose. I want these. What is sad these, prose? Oh, it's like prose. is like writing. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is just another word for like the written word without structure. So mm-hmm. instead of a poetry, you have prose. Um, I feel like it's just saying these these things that are quote unquote romantic. This idea of poetry and what you're what you're really contending, what you're really dealing with in the romantic era of poetry are these people writing about weird things like the idea of roses wisteria growing over your bare feet like the stillness and the and the awe that nature can inspire um but then yeah it's sort of like it's suddenly like i want you right here and you're my red rose you you're something that managed to grow even in my like poison dark frozen heart after all this trauma after everything you are the thing that that's so that's so beautiful so different and so she's saying that it's referencing this time of privacy they had where it's like you managed to, you know, like and call it what you want. I thought my flowers were growing back as thorns, but no, you built this fire to keep me warm. And now there's this beautiful thing that I want to protect in a space that has never allowed me to let something flourish. And so in her mind, she's like, so I got to have this whole experience with you, falling in love with you, having a relationship with you with no one around to tweet it. Like that's a literal Mm -hmm, (laughs) truth mm -hmm, for her. mm -hmm. But it's sort of like, could we find a, like, more poetic way to say it? I don't know. It, <laughs> I, like, appreciate the sentiment. But yeah. there's something about it that just I've never been able to sort of
0: forgive. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What What do you think would have been a better way to, to twist those words? Or do you think that it's just... I mean, even
2: time? just saying, like, with no one around to share it, with no one around to capture it. Like, yeah. it's the tweet itself that just feels so, like unnecessary but i could Mm -hmm. also see people who argue well it's meant to be it's showing the dichotomy between she wants to escape into this romantic era but she's stuck in the modern era and it's like Mm -hmm. the battleground of oh modern sensibilities versus these old-time romantic notions and so i like get it but i don't
0: like love it (laughs) yeah yeah Like i understand it
2: but that's about it (laughs) that's
0: about it yeah and i mean the
2: this like my calamitous love. Mm-hmm. My what What's calamitous grief. mean? Calamitous is like, um, sort of this ca- catastrophic. Like, if something's calamitous, it means it's causing trouble. It, it, like Calamity Jane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it's like, it's like this disastrous event. It, it, it's cataclysmic. It's like terrible. So it's interesting that she's saying, "I'm, I'm bathing in this, in this sense of sort of." catastrophic love which mm-hmm. i think could be read sort of in the similar vein of Dancing with Our hands tied where she's constantly on edge about losing something she loves like mm-hmm. cornelia street like there's this energy to her this nervous energy where she's like is this going to end in tragedy yeah. is this going to be a catastrophe mm-hmm. but it could also be something more like she knows her love has always led to catastrophe before. And so she's sort of wallowing in that grief and frustration, kind of tying back to that first sentence of like, well, what has this all been for? Like, what am I thinking about? What am I doing?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, So I'm not quite sure how I, I feel about it.
0: I like how, I like the, how you talk about her being nervous that it's going to go away because here she is, like you said, talking about getting away with her love, just, being with her but then the world's always there and so it kind mm-hmm. of goes hand in hand with those songs that you just described okay i can yeah. go into the chorus and this is the last bit of the song interestingly enough it's a very like short sweet song with the chorus to take me to the lakes where all the poets want to die i don't belong am i beloved neither do you these windmire peaks look at like a perfect place to cry i'm setting off but not without my muse no not without you thank you <laughs> not without joe <laughs> so cute yeah
2: it's sweet i mean i think like it it is right like that's the core of the song is this idea of i don't belong my beloved neither do you you're my muse like i can't go without you type Mm -hmm. thing and i think um this is a deeply personal song in that it's about that relationship and almost a reassurance to fans after listening to um i was gonna say champagne problems but what are the breakup tracks on folklore
0: Oh, there's, like, August, there's yeah, maybe Betty. Oh, illicit there's affairs, like, yeah, sort of, hoax feels weird. Mm-hmm, hoaxes. Hoax is the one that <laughs> where people are like, what? <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> Blue? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on?
2: <laughs> and so here she's like, I'm fine. And it, and it feels like a love letter. It feels like a poem to Joe. Like, it's not necessarily mm-hmm. about us. A lot of people will read into, oh, she's not leaving without her fans. And it's like, I don't know if we stack up that high. We don't. And not I think this like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and you know, she she doesn't talk about Joe. they They don't post photos of themselves together. They've obviously been seen at events together, but they're not a couple that talks about one another, addresses mm-hmm. one another, like is seen together. Um, and she said once that, I don't want people to think our relationship is up for discussion. And I think that's sort of something she's protected, and you see in this song exactly why, which is like, She's setting that boundary. She says, I don't belong in that world. Neither do you, right? Like, we agree on that. Like, we're not going to do this. We're not playing that game anymore. But we'll have this safe space where we can grow, where we can create, where we can write um, <laughs> exile together. Just you on your piano. <laughs> yes, exile. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bless his heart. Um, and um, and I think that's that's sort of the heart of it, right? Is that mm-hmm. she wrote Folklore alone in the woods like that's the whole essence she felt when she talked about it. where she said no one can judge me for wearing my um victorian nightgown because no one is around me and Mm -hmm. i think she really has reveled in that freedom of just being completely alone except for having her her muse with her having her love having this man who not only inspires her but creates with her and i think that is the most romantic notion. So of course it would be natural to tie into that romantic era um, with a song like this. Mm
0: -hmm. And ladies and gentlemen, that is our take (laughs) on the lakes. (laughs) Okay. So let's, let's see if we fall on the same, the same line. What is the tailor of it all for you? This one's hard cuz I do feel like this song is
2: sort of trying to show off all her different sort of trophy mm-hmm. techniques. Um but I kind of feel like um I like this line. I mean, I don't like it, but I like what she does when she says I've come too far to watch someone tell me what my what are my words worth? Cuz I think it's clever in that she slips in a reference there I think it is sort of her bread and butter of what she stands for which is that it's her voice her work um and I think that sort of is the thing that keeps hurting her is this idea of someone ever trying to control that or take that from her Mm-hmm.
0: I have that highlighted right now. So it's the same. I was like, I think it's going to be the same. So that's why I was like, let's see if we fall on the same line. And we do. Definitely Look at is. that. I know. Look at that. We've been working too long together. We just are the same person now. Same person. Same thoughts. Same yeah. everything. Okay. Um, Easter egg.
2: I mean, I think the obvious one is similar. is the name dropping sleeves mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just the straight up like brutal, you know, bitch slap to scooter Braun's face Mm -hmm. um and so i think that's the obvious one but i do like this hunters with cell phones because it feels like a direct reference to i know places which is all about the visualization of feeling like we are the they are the hunters and we run and um that's something she's been trying to get rid of her whole life but now she suddenly realized like oh it's not enough to have hiding places i just need to like straight up move like i
0: i'm out of here yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so mine is just probably like the stupidest one but just how she she talks about the lakes and then she talks about how like that was her you know it's kind of her, her place because
1: yeah that's where
0: they went to go celebrate their three-year anniversary and she drops it that's in one cute. of the songs of on the same one so it's very simple it's a no, very taylor swift easter egg throw it in my face i have the egg <laughs> on my face that's what it is
2: No, <laughs> yeah, i think that's a good one like i think that's that's what makes this feel even more true is that it's like we know from the one that or I mean from Invisible String that she's like,
0: this is their space. lucky yeah. them. Lucky. <laughs> what I a privileged know. life they lead. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, OK. <laughs> what grade will you give it? I always love when you tell us this.
2: I feel like I would personally give this a. Okay, considering Taylor's whole discography, mm-hmm. I, w- I would give this a B minus. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's good. It's just kind of like, I would have done away with the mm-hmm. with the modern references, but I can see why she liked them,
0: and so I'll allow it. Yeah, I'll give it a B. It's 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 not a song I'm going to play over and over again, but I don't think it's a song that I'm like, oh, no, I have to skip it. I can't listen to this. Yeah. You know, when I'm, I'm comparing it to Hoax, definitely enjoy this a lot better. Definitely. Yeah, yeah for definitely. sure. <laughs> okay, so... I don't know if you've have any tea. I have I have something interesting to talk about very quick just very you know we actually got an email from a listener who wants us to do an episode solely on olivia rodrigo which Mm. maybe that'll be more something that we do on our um (laughs) on a patreon episode Mm. where we're just we have extra time um because this is a taylor swift podcast we do talk about taylor swift things but olivia rodrigo i saw and i read an article you might have seen it And it said, Olivia Rodrigo is giving up millions to Taylor Swift and Haley Williams and Joshua Farrow from, um, I forget what band, because it's off the top of my head. Paramore. Um, She's giving 50% of her royalties to Paramore, you know, because she's giving Taylor Swift and Haley and Paramore these writing credits that either we don't know if they've asked for it or if her team has said you need to give it. You know, we can right. surmise on what that is. But for Good For You, Haley and Josh get 50% of the royalties. And Rodrigo and her other collaborator get split the remaining 50. Haley and Josh probably are going to be getting about $1.2 million off of Good For You. Deja Vu, Taylor and Jack, and another writer are getting a combined of 50%. So they split it three ways. And Rodrigo and another Collaborator are getting the rest, so Taylor's gonna get, you know, three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars probably. Jack's probably getting two sixty, and the other writer is getting gonna, gonna get sixty-five. You know, great. Yeah, it's it's a good sum of money, but you know, it's the the next one I'm gonna say is kind of chump change for Taylor Swift. So one step forward, three step back. It's gonna be split <laughs> into thirds. Taylor, Jack, and her will be splitting the the money and that'll probably be like $86,000 between the three of them of what what they're going to get. Interesting. So, my question is so when I was reading, I read somewhere with that she also which Olivia is being inspired by so many different artists and you can tell by her music. So she also people have compared to the beginning of her guitar riff and brutal has compared it to a song that elvis costello does and people are <laughs> like oh that sounds so much like it and so people Part are like it, yeah. hey like they asked for his comment and he's like this is fine by me he's like it's how rock and roll works you take broken pieces of another thrill and make it a brand new toy that's what i did so he's not asking for writing credits like he's not doing anything like this and then adam levine who definitely doesn't have a a, in, in a dollar in this fight to, has come to her defense, and being like, "Hey, this is what people do. People are inspired by, yeah. you know, certain people's songs." And they, he's like, "It's such a great area." So my yeah. question is: with these songs, with these writers, do you think? And it's, I mean, they're still getting a lot of money. Like, let's be <laughs> honest: like Olivia's still making way more than I'm ever gonna make make in my life. Right. But do you think with how Elvis and how Adam think about how like we inspire each other at such a gray gray line do you think that Taylor and Paramore really should have been like hey give me writing credits because you have said I haven't influenced you here
2: I don't yeah, I'm curious how it all happens. Or use the same I, chords. Like she used right. the same
0: chords for day for daylight or for I forget what song I think it was daylight to write one yeah. of her songs, which I'm kind of like one everyone forward, uses the same back. chords. Like everyone uses the same chords. So it's just well, the, it's interesting.
2: Yeah. I think with one step forward, three steps back, which is where she interpolates, um, is the term for yeah. she uses the music and refigures it. I think that was like a direct thing that obviously she referenced right off the bat and gave them credit for that melody. Um, As far as like the paramour thing and even the, you know, cruel summer thing, I, it's hard to imagine like justifying that. It almost feels like they're just like, we don't want any drama. We don't want anyone to accuse us of anything. So let's just like get ahead of it. And, um, and I, yeah, it's sort of interesting to think of like early young musicians doing things like that because it does feel sort of like in response to this like cancel culture where mm-hmm. it's like you don't want to give anyone reason to question you or your creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's almost like an overcorrection. But the, I don't know. It, it's hard to know like without hearing what happened behind the scenes and like the conversations on both ends. Um
0: Because I think there's a Taylor Swift song, and I can't remember which song it is. And we've talked about it in the past. That sounds so much like a Hillary Duff song. Like you play the melody, and it sounds so much like it. Like okay, like in that situation, should Taylor be giving songwriting credits to whoever wrote that song? Like because there are so many different songs that sound a lot like other songs, and so here Olivia is, or I don't, I don't know. Paramore was very excited that they got songwriting (laughs) credits because they even shared how she reached number one on the billboard because it's like they're getting those royalties. So it's like, Hey, we haven't been around in a hot minute, but give me the money. So it's, it's, it's interesting because like, Is it because she's so young and so new that she's like, I don't want to make any enemies in this industry. Right. I don't want to have Taylor Swift hate me. That's one person I do not want to make an enemy. Like, is she trying to, like you say, overcorrect not to make enemies or overcorrect not to have people sue her? Because that's the name of (laughs) people get sued all the time. Taylor Swift gets sued all the time for, like, infringing on people's work.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I honestly, I'd be curious to talk to everyone involved because it is Mm -hmm. sort of just an industry I'm not really totally aware of. But it does Mm -hmm. seem weird to happen so randomly after the fact Mm -hmm. and not because of some sort of mounting pressure necessarily. Um, So, yeah, I mean... I think what's different with, like, Olivia Rodrigo is that she did specifically cite Cruel Summer as an inspiration. She did specifically cite Paramore as an inspiration. Mm-hmm. So she knew that she was making something that sounded similar, even though she differentiated it and made her own music. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see why that would motivate the the teams involved to be like, well, okay, then, like, let's get a piece of this pie. Um, compared to someone who's like, well, this sounds like a song that you definitely didn't hear before making it, so...
0: Yeah, yep. yep. <laughs> you know. It's been a while since know. we had any tea, and <laughs> yeah. uh, and I don't think that was anything that's too like you know cutthroat. But I thought it was interesting yeah. that maybe we could talk about it a little bit. You know, our some of our listeners love Taylor, love Olivia, yeah. so I was like, yeah. Oh. What's I know. Great, great. I love
2: Olivia. It's a great <laughs> album. It's like the only <laughs> other album I've listened to this year. Um, so congrats to her. Um, but yeah, I, I'm glad we were able to do this. I hope everyone has a good week. We Who knows what we'll be doing next week. Um, but you can always find us on our socials. We're at Swiftish Podcast on Instagram, Swiftish Pod13 on Twitter. You can send us an email at swiftishpodcast at gmail.com. And of course we're having a good time on our Patreon where we are doing um the video <laughs> episodes uh where you get to see our our pretty faces as we stammer and uh and laugh over these uh, <laughs> take our <dogs laughs> songs in and out. <laughs> Yeah, much more raw footage, literally. Um but you can check that out, uh, see if it's a thing you can help. Support us in um, at patreon.com backslash But until next time, I'm Shelby. And I'm Ashley. And Taylor. Um, take us to the lake sometimes. you know? I'll be <laughs> your I'll be, your muse. I'll be yeah. your muse. <laughs> <laughs>